Yo, what's up, everyone? This is John here with Mike. Hello. This is Film Juice, and it's time to talk about Lucas. Yay, Lucas. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. What was the chant when the football team's working out? Eat meat. Eat meat. Eat meat. So many. <laughs> was so many, it? It was. I had the captions on. And yeah, they're just chanting eat meat while they're like pumping themselves up. Yeah, great. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Same here, dude. It's been, oh man, since I was a young teenager, maybe like 13, probably 14. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. There was a channel like every Sunday they would play it. <laughs> is, <laughs> that what you, is that what you remember? That's all I remember of it is I would end up watching like I, the very end. You know, I remember seeing it like, I don't remember what, when they would show up but it was at the very least i know it was at least a yearly thing like in the summer or something you know like yeah it was it was definitely like oh they're showing lucas again you know and i want to see that movie yeah i remember reading the tv guide and i would see like you know it would be darker if it was a movie like the panel would be darker Uh uh-huh yeah and uh, yeah i'd see that and it would be like lucas at 2 30 and it would say like Lucas at six thirty. <laughs> Who's watching Lucas this much every weekend? <laughs> I know, right? Just like tear tearing up every every, every single hour. They had to feel something. <laughs> and this movie will definitely get get your emotions going. Yeah, I, I it, felt the feels. Yeah, it's. I, I was trying to think of what kind of category I would put it in. Um, I think Wikipedia puts it in uh romantic comedy drama um i mean yeah i mean the comedy is i don't know if you felt this way about the comedy part of it that it was of course it's dated but some of the things that were supposed to be funny i just felt bad about (laughs) (laughs) uh like what i mean a lot of the like the bullying and stuff that was done for like a laugh but it's at his expense, so you don't. Really... Oh yeah, <laughs> no. Okay, so yeah, the bullying is definitely. Um, it's not like Thirteen Reasons Why over the top bullying, like that Netflix special. Yeah, but it's it... very much uh, good old fashioned eighties. Yeah, neck, you know, you know, slam into the locker. Or, yeah, or, you know, lock in the locker, um, and. Uh, there was one that was way over the top and that I will say is uh, yes in the shower the shower um, scene and nothing is shown um, but there is this there's this uh, I guess it's like a it's like a muscle cream dude that made me cringe yeah I remember as a kid that made me cringe I was like oh my gosh that's I never want to go to high school you know kind of thing (laughs) they're gonna give me the balm (laughs) and so the the football players are done with football practice they go into the shower lucas stands up for himself to this bully football player and the bully uh gets this this muscle kind of balm him and his friends hold down lucas and he puts it in lucas's private area and so They throw him outside the, lo- the 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 shower room, so he's outside. Uh, everyone, he's trying to get back inside. His crush, uh, Carrie Green, 
who plays Maggie. She's she approaches him and and so he can't get back inside and he has he's naked. He has a towel around him and he runs out into the field uh, where everyone's, you know, cheerleaders are practicing and he he sits down on a fountain to to get some relief. Yeah, uh, that was it was just it felt like I don't know. I felt like it was way too drawn out and it wasn't painted as being sympathetic towards him. It was like the movie was making fun of him. <laughs> I felt it was too, a little too over the top as well. I, I didn't, I thought something like that would be so far that it would be prevented, you know? Yeah. It would have to, there had to have been, where was that? Uh, the uh, principal that was trying to shield him from all the, uh, the football stuff. Right, and the coach. The as coach. Well. I mean, the coach probably would have allowed it, to be honest. Um, I don't think so, honestly. I mean, in real life, at least, because the oh, coach in real was. Life, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. like in the coach. Yeah, you're right, though. In the in the movie, the coach is just, yeah, just get it over with, kind of thing. Um, yeah, he he honestly does not give a shit about Lucas. <laughs> so Lucas is a movie about a young teenage boy uh, named Lucas, and. He's he's very he, he's a very smart kid. He so he's um he's in high school. Okay, he's out. They live in the suburb outside Chicago. That's what it yeah. is, and it, it gives a sense of a small town. He it starts off during the summer. He meets he meets a girl named Maggie, and it's kind of like his first love. Uh, she's older than him, and and he's attracted to her, and so he starts. She's new in town, and she's he starts hanging out with her, and uh, he he's also lying about himself, like how he's a popular kid, and before school starts, and you know how, just kind of giving, trying to puff himself up to her so that she likes him, right? And uh, it starts off in that way, and then school starts, and she starts Maggie, she is her name, she starts seeing how Lucas is bullied and he's also he's she starts basically finding out what Lucas has lied about himself and um at the same time she's you know she's finds herself liking someone else and Lucas is trying to cope with that yeah and uh, at the same time you're also finding out about Lucas too and and how and it's pretty heartbreaking. I don't know. Would you add anything to that, Mike? Um, like it's especially crippling for Lucas because it's Cappy, his best friend, Charlie Sheen, who Maggie ends up getting involved with. That in itself is like, I mean, the kid is being betrayed here and there, but he's also a little younger than them. So you can't help but see him as, yeah, he's very smart, but he's just missing that kind of human understanding, like you know, the social contract of kind of being able to read the room and knowing how to act appropriately. He's very emotional and he puts himself out there for Maggie multiple times and she rejects him in a very nice way every time, but um, he's not well adjusted. Yeah. You you understand why later. Right. And, 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 you know, he wants to keep trying and, you know, trying to win her over and, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, and Lucas is played by the actor Corey Haim. Corey Haim, yeah, played uh, very well. Very well, right? Yeah, pretty much everyone in the movie. I thought 
during the movie, like everyone, it was just everyone was giving very earnest performances. Everyone seemed kind of everyone was a little boilerplate '80s movie character, but there was a little more realism to it when it came down to like the character interactions. Maybe not so much the high school stuff because that was like that was like a John Hughes high school. Yeah, it was. It did have what was up feel. with that dance? Moonlit on a lake with like lights everywhere. Oh yeah, that high school dance. I was right? like, what the hell? <laughs> Is it a wedding? <laughs> I was like, that's an expensive dance. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this is early performances from a lot of these kids. Uh, you also yeah. see Winona Ryder's. This is her first appearance in a film. And she did pretty good. She had she was the hero. She uh, really is. Um, she's the one that didn't act like a monster at certain points. Who didn't act like a monster what? She didn't act like a monster at certain points of the movie. Like everyone else has their outbursts or like this point where they kind of turn a little bit. You see a different side of them. She seems very pure. Uh, kind of not naive but less of um like a holden caulfield type the way uh the way lucas comes off of like calling everyone phony and everyone's superficial she's not very judgmental and she tries to open up to lucas and tries to actually be his friend but he's you know caught up in his maggie business but uh she did really well in that role as you know considering how young she was yeah, because her and Lucas and Carrie Green, I think, were all like in that, you know, early teenage, early teenage years. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen seemed really older. Like, <laughs> don't get like, me started on the football players. And the football players. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of typical. I mean, there's some good ads to that. I mean, in they some ways, do. they do, right? Uh, I think the good is that at least there's not kids like, you know, like too many because, and this is a sad thing with Corey Haim is that, you know, kids get taken advantage of in different ways in that business and yeah, that's true. And so his, at least yeah, with the whole his whole life story is pretty tragic about that, right? And and so, in some ways with the older actors playing younger, you know younger high school kids it's just like well at least they're they're adults you know right Um, yeah i yeah i i remember feeling uh i like the music and the i was gonna point that out yeah um i was looking up who the uh composer was and um dave grusson he did a few movies. He did The Goonies, which is a year in 1985, which is a year before this one. And he did uh, he did a few others. He was like a lead, or he was just in, he's been involved in so many different movies. It was it's pretty cool. Um, it was a nice Selena. He was involved with oh, Selena. Oh no, kidding. Um, uh, Hope floats. Yeah, and a few others. Uh, the Firm. I, I haven't seen that one, but I know that one has Tom Cruise. Have you seen that one? From Oh uh, gosh, I saw it like when it came out, so I didn't really understand it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even sure. I don't think I've even seen that one. But those are a few of at least the ones that I went through. Oh yeah, and The Graduate. He's done some work. Tootsie. Yeah, I, I I'm not familiar with that one. It's another one I haven't seen in a very long time, and it. Not sure it would fly today. 
Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I, I gotta say something that really sticks out to me, I think too, is just Lucas's like the way the I guess just his his the way he would emote, you know, like his reactions to to the different events that in his life and or I guess with uh Maggie, you know. Um mm-hmm. I feel like that was really well representative of a kind of a shy boy, you know? Uh, yeah, especially a 14-year-old that he's ne- maybe for the first time having any kind of romantic feelings and he doesn't know what to make of it. A lot of times in the movie, like you just said, he the way he reacts to things, he's very angsty. He's confused and angry at everything, but he isn't a total loner. He does have friends. He's got that obnoxious AV friend. AV friend? That AV friend, the audio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always carrying the the camera. Camera around. And then there's, um, was it, uh, what's her name? Is it Rena? So, yeah, I mean, he's not com- totally socially inept, but he. A lot of the kids think he's weird, too, because he. So he he goes and looks for bugs. That's just one of the things he likes to do. And I guess for some for kind of being smart as well, they think he's kind of weird for that. And then, like you said, his social awkwardness, the way things he not really reading a room or a conversation that right. well. And some of that, and then as we find out, is that there's a lot of insecurities he has. And then you start seeing that that yeah, that you know, his parents are may also be abusive and yeah that's that was a particularly sad thing when uh when he's injured uh and they go and rena's like yeah he doesn't live here he lives at the trailer park he doesn't live in this john hughes house um so they go to the trailer park and she's like yeah his dad came to school one time and embarrassed him and he's an alcoholic and because lucas is working like it's possible he was carrying the entire load for he and his dad. Right. Yeah. That was, it all just comes full circle at that point. And that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And the, uh, the bug thing, the bug and the tadpoles and whatever else he was picking out of the swamp or whatever (laughs) lake or whatever that was, um, in the sewers and stuff this, this everywhere everywhere yeah he's got a bird's nest under a under an overpass um right by the train <laughs> tracks and by the train tracks thankfully he's, uh, there's no homeless he's run into or you know crazy yeah drug drug addicts he's run into in this <laughs> little town because those he, are those are their hiding places you know what i yeah. mean like so I, I wouldn't make my hiding place somewhere where there's graffiti, but uh, yeah, he's got his bat cave, not literally. Uh, and uh, I did find there was a lot of like metaphors and like the stuff he was catching. Like, like, I noticed lo- that too. Yeah, the locusts, how they're they're hatching, and he talks about the uh, when he doesn't go to the dance, and he's got the little dragonfly pupa in a bottle. And he's like, yeah, but one day it's going to turn into something beautiful, Arena, you know, something like that. And yeah. He, he's carrying around that thing of tadpoles to take to the science teacher. A lot of that, it's just like, just things are growing. Things are going through this hatching stage. 
and I think I guess it applies to he and Maggie. I mean, pretty much. Um, she's finding her place. She's brand new there, and he's kind of coming out of his shell a bit. I know there's a locust. They come out every 17 years, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very specific. Um, and they're kind of like they they're like almost hibernating, right? Like it's they're being prepared for that that season. Right. Right. Yeah, they're being prepared to be mature. And so he's he's finding all these metaphors for his life and in nature and it's very smart you know it's very um and he's it's kind of like being his teacher because his the absence of his parents and right. uh, any any older you know adult figure in his life you know I, I it's nice because it also shows i i think part of what he goes through is also a little bit of um i mean it's it's at the extremes of having that absence of you know, of an adult, you know, role model and responsible adult figure in your life, you know, yeah. as a kid, because a lot of things that he does go through, you know, you know, as kids grow up, they, they, they do look for these things, you know, naturally. And, uh, whether it's in nature or with insects or, um, you know, movies or something, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, kids obviously you know, and then finding their first love and going through that heartbreak. And so these are all like, I like how it was all it, it he like it all just went into his character of, of his age, you know, and it, right. it, it just right. all flowed very well uh, together. And yeah, <laughs> I, just can't, I can't help but think, man, poor kid. I, I, some of the adults and uh, well, actually, all of the adults, like the principal, for instance, the coach. You know, you wonder about these other teachers. Like he's also ridiculed, like in front of the whole school. Uh, oh, when that assembly, at the assembly, yeah. And you'd think that would be enough to get one teacher in there to be like, "Hey, like, uh, I mean, thank God this kid didn't kill himself." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Speaking of though, that does become a thing when uh they start talking about romeo and juliet oh which i guess is kind of like spoilers i guess (laughs) when he goes out for the football team once he learns that cappy and maggie are an item you know he goes to the last game he shows up just gets into it with the coach gives the coach a really great talking to oh yeah um that was great (laughs) he's like you're just you're just a fucking jock and uh yeah he's like, well, who's, who's got the uh, you're a second what did he say like you're, you're like a second rate coach with a third rate team who's right the now <laughs> yes exactly what do you got to lose you know kind yeah of what have you got to lose and uh yeah so yeah lucas gets severely injured um during a no-win scenario for the team anyway and I kind of felt like he kind of did kill himself. He was that helmet did not fit him. That was like, and he kept dude, taking it off. I was like, every time Stop he kept taking it off, he did. And I guess to be fair too, he didn't have like he never went to practice. I think he only went to one practice, and he, he just shows up. The one the and game. he ran into the, uh, yeah, and then he just shows up and 
it, it's a nice moment. You you're still cheering for him. You know the team's gonna lose. It's not even about that. It's just about him doing something for himself instead of trying to prove it to anyone else. Right. He he comes up to that moment to to stand up and again <laughs> and uh <laughs> and he chooses to do it, yeah, in the football game and, and play. And and so he does and and you know he's he's very funny he's very like uh dorky and goofy on the field uh, cuz he's so small and everyone every football player is like twice his size yeah <laughs> and there's a scene where he's just like running around running away from them and while they're in like scrimmage or timeout or whatever oh yeah and, uh, uh, i think it's jeremy piven's character is chasing after him and it's just like okay that's funny yeah <laughs> that was hilarious yeah yeah he i mean he he ends up playing and he he almost catches the ball <laughs> he i was so hoping and i've seen the end of the movie the ending of the movie several times and every time Same. i keep hoping he's gonna catch it yeah i know <laughs> i was like, like i was so fail. glad it is epic. <laughs> i was so glad I, I haven't seen it in so many years because i i had i had forgotten I had like completely forgotten and I was like, Oh man, I think he's going to actually catch this. And, and yeah. Uh, he kind of did. He just didn't know how to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> and so his helmet is off oh. at this point. And, uh, and so he gets, he gets tackled and there's a huge just pile on him. And all that's how he, he hugs the guy's waist like all the way down the field. He's being dragged. Oh yes, help. that's right. You're, you're right. That was a great finally, scene. Everyone's cheering for him finally, and it's like you guys are insane. <laughs> Somebody stop this! <laughs> I know, dude. This is like, and he talks about survival of the fittest and things like that. And this is like survival of the fittest of in high school right here to the extreme and uh yeah that was a great scene because you you see the little guy just hanging on to this <laughs> beast of a football player i'm guessing to... he did all of his own stunts because when I, he I, fell yeah when he fell the first time he he grabs his head and it was so Corey aim and it looked like that didn't look like acting right it... and then they all just pile on him and it's like you guys stop <laughs> I know it's like it's just a little dude. What are you doing? Just stop. Just stop the game. <laughs> oh, and then you know what I thought was hilarious, dude. Uh, in that that last sequence there at the football game, you see the John Hughes, uh, and the just that '80s kid who has to be in every '80s movie. You know who I'm talking about? Like the obnoxious one. The orange-haired one. I don't even know if he was credited. Oh yeah, the the outtake ginger, or the yes. Uh... This is like where did he come from? Yeah, he just stands up. He's like, "Dude, Lucas, go, dude, Lucas." It's go. like, we, dude, you were just making fun of him. Yeah, yeah. No, they have to have that, uh, that, <laughs> that, just that random character to keep going back to for reactions. But yeah, he just appeared randomly in that last sequence, and is like, okay. Uh, I, I guess we got to have him in here. Yeah, 
<laughs> at least a look or, or he was a lookalike um oh could have so, been someone can correct me and if i'm wrong uh the romeo and juliet thing i never actually caught that as a kid at least i don't remember uh, yeah, that's not I, something I had thought about as a kid, really. I didn't really know the story. He, Because he actually does contemplate, you're right, he does contemplate killing himself after he, you know, he's talking to Rena and Maggie is just, or, yeah, Maggie's just ditched him from the dance to, to hang out with his kind of like idol in high school, Charlie Sheen's yeah. character. And he just sees Rena. He's like, "You remember Romeo and Juliet?" Working, <laughs> <laughs> and Rena's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he's like, "Why? Why are, are you, you okay? bringing that up?" <laughs> or like when his friend bursts into the band hall, he's like, "Did you hear about Lucas? It's suicide." And they're like, "What?" And he's like, "He joined the football team." Yeah, that just a nice little dry humor. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, the movie brought me back uh, to some childhood memories and stuff too, and. Um, just exploring and uh, outside and things with my brother, especially. And it was kind of, it was cool to see that. I, I think movies like this and Stand By Me is another good example. Uh, the Goonies is a good example too. Um, just kids like exploring. And of course they go on these wild adventures, but you know, you, you always hope to, to get close to their adventures as a kid, but it never you don't find that pirate ship, you know? And uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one I thought was really nice. How it, or it's unique in the way that it doesn't talk about that young romance and in, in, in the way that it does. Uh, yeah. And you almost want it to end a little differently, but there's a certain point where it's like, Lucas, you got to stop. It's nice how at the end he he goes back to school so he's been injured pretty badly after the football game and he returns to school and everyone you know everyone's kind of quiet but he's he's kind of going in there like you know uh feeling a little defeated but glad he's alive i think yeah and uh he opens his locker and he pulls out a letterman jacket and everyone you see a couple of football players, Rena across the hall. Uh, they start clapping, and the whole school, you know, applauds him for his for his effort. For his effort, yeah. <laughs> he literally uh, put his life on the line. <laughs> and I think the cat's out of the bag too about Lucas's home life as well, and how you know he's a really, in some ways, he doesn't have anyone. You know, I think people yeah. realize that. And, you know, he is, I guess, depraved, you know, of of that adult figure in his life, especially. And, um, yeah, he's having a hard time. So he gets that yeah. he gets that kind of respect and from his classmates. And, and yeah, you kind of, it's definitely earned. It doesn't feel tagged on or anything. They didn't carry him out of the school cheering or anything. He's just like, yay, this Letterman jacket fits. And then there's a freeze frame and it ends. And then, like, Rena's like, we're, we're a thing now, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Re- huh? Are we going out now? And he's like, no. We he's like, just yeah. Ends, well, well, he nods. He actually nods at her like, yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that. Uh, yeah, he, he does a little, he acknowledges her. And, and 
like her feelings for him at this point. Yeah, she she saves the day again. <laughs> yeah. Winona Ryder saves the day again. Again. But yeah, she was pretty she was a band geek and her character and she she was pretty raggedy herself. Yeah, she say? like the way she was dressed for the dance, even I was like, okay, she's dressed, you know, modestly. She's not she's kind of, you know whatever about it like she's just going to the dance because that's what you do but she i kept hoping like she would i knew the movie wasn't going to do it but i kept hoping she was going to skip the dance and like stay with him but stay with him right i i got the feeling from that scene that maybe he did drink that one beer and then caught the little dragonfly in the beer bottle of course it's also possible he just had a bunch of beer bottles at home because of his dad but yeah it's it's um it subverts a lot of what people think of when it comes to coming of age movies usually there's a bright happy ending or you know your character is you know you're drawn to feel completely sorry for them you feel all the pathos yeah here you kind of feel like you kind of see all these different facets of of the characters like even cappy i don't know if you (laughs) that horrible joke he told maggie in the parking lot I don't know if it was supposed to be taken this way, but when he was like, Are you interested in cars? She's like, I guess. He's like, Are you interested in wide receivers? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I thought she was going to laugh it off. And she's like, I don't know, a little bit. <laughs> I was like, Wait a minute. No. <laughs> That's sleazy. What? <laughs> You took I I didn't catch the sleaziness about it. I I just thought it was kind of dorky, but I don't think it was supposed to be. I think I just took it that way. <laughs> oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty all right, cheesy. That's what I thought it was. I was just like, "Yeah, that's real cheesy." But it was about as cheesy as the pizza they ate. <laughs> Cuz he was broken-hearted and all he could think about was eating pizza. <laughs> He had him there. He's like, well, don't let me ruin your depression. <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, oh, Lucas. That whole that whole part was. I was like, you're kind of in the right because look, she's ditching you. She is. Yeah, he was. He was in the right. And the way he, she's like, you're still going to the dance. He's like, yeah, I'm a party animal. <laughs> they were really mean to him because I mean, at least like Charlie Sheen's character. Uh, could have at least let her Maggie go with him to the dance. Right, like, come yeah. on. Like but you're broken hearted, so Lucas has to be broken hearted now. He rode a bike in a tux. Yeah. I mean <laughs> And who knows how he afforded a tux. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I'm I'm wondering if like maybe it was his dad's at some point, because it was very old fashioned. Oh had yeah. like the frills and all that. you know i I think one thing too is that well i guess i think of like lucas had strengths and and uh in this in this context he was definitely not you know he didn't have to put himself down for not being able to do one thing which is play football right like he that could have been one where all right. I mean, I guess what I mean is growing up, right? You, you you come, you realize like, hey, you know, I can do this or I am 
suitable for this, you know, are more suitable for this than I am for, for that kind of thing. Right. You, you gain that self-awareness. Yes, exactly. And I like that. It seems like he did, you know, uh, I think what you're saying, it wasn't along with your point, as far as the coming of age movies is sometimes they, it's like, there's so much um, weight put on, on, on like these people, right. On some, in some of these movies, like to, like they have to do something, they have to do this or that when it's sometimes it's, it's has, it's, you have to come to a realization that like, you're not just cut, you're not cut out for that, you know? Yeah. And, and in this, in this context, like, you know, he was definitely not cut out for, for football, especially with his, the way they had it set up, you know, and everything. And, um, but I, I liked, I liked how, it made that point. It, it made a point, I guess, to, to go ahead and go that direction. And, uh, and cause that's, yeah, that's, that's part of life. You, you can't do everything and you can't do everything well, even, uh, or even a, a lot of things. Well, sometimes you do, you can do a few things, you know, well, and do several things. Okay. I guess, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that was unique about this movie as, as opposed to just saying like, uh, yeah, we're going to change this whole thing. So this person can, or, or we're going to make this person almost kill themselves basically. Right. Uh, yeah. He's going to find something. He's he's going to be good at a lot of things and he's going to be successful in his, in his own way. You know, right. he's going to find his way. Yeah, and him coming to that whole point of self-actualization is, it resonates more, I think, because in a lot of these types of movies, there's usually like a familial support system. There's usually somebody there for them when they wake up in the hospital or whatever. And he had Maggie. And so to see, you know, further reinforcing, you know, how isolated he tends to be, um, it kind of makes you respect his journey even more that he came to all these realizations on his own and he had his own unique way of processing the whole romantic situation and his feeling towards Cappy and maintaining that whole persona and calling, you know, basically being a hypocrite and calling other people phonies or superficial um, that he, I mean, I hope he comes to those realizations at the end of the movie. I don't, they don't really talk about it again, but it makes you respect the movie, the path the movie takes even more because he's, he's done it on his own and he's had to suffer throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And I think that that was part of also the, just that relentless hope. And, you know, as a kid, that a kid can have, you know? Yeah. The boundless optimism. Yeah. And uh, I, I love how the, uh, the movie just captures that so well. Yeah, definitely like this movie a lot. I think it's got those 80s throwback things, but it's not a movie where you can go back like The Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink and sit down with your friends and have a good time with it. It feels a little, I wouldn't call it a dark movie, but it is darker. It has a bit of a darker tone to it. 
these kids, you know, or at least Lucas has like some serious issues. Um, and the movie tries to lighten the load a little bit with the uh, comedy and some of the soundtrack, but uh, it's it's not a dark movie. It's just something that I feel like is a little more mature for being in that type of that spot in the eighties where all the teen comedies were coming out. So it's a, I think it's a pretty unique uh, teen drama from that era. And uh, but it is a movie I I recommend it. I would say. If you've never seen it, don't expect it to be leg warmers and you know aerobics, and do expect a synth soundtrack. But it's not mm-hmm. one of those things where you know. I feel like it's not one of those '80s. It's not full of those '80s cliches that are now romanticized. You know. It's yeah. It's definitely not. Um, and I think that the the darker tones and some uh, is what. Ultimately, it, I guess it did fail. Technically, it was it had a budget of six million. The box office brought in eight point two million. Hmm. Um, it was rated well overall. At about a seventy percent. Seventy percent, yeah, in that area. On both sides. Yeah, I, 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 it, I, it's hard to say for me too. Like, it's very intimate. It's a very, <laughs> since it, it is. It is it's it's a little more difficult to watch uh in a group setting uh like a movie night but i don't it's not that it can't be though um yeah just it, uh maybe pair it with something a little lighter <laughs> and and prepare your the group if they uh you know just let them know it's a little more serious and young coming of age romantic comedy or romantic drama film I wouldn't call it a romantic comedy, personally. Um, yeah, I'd say it's just. I think coming of coming of age is a good genre for it. I think that's a that's a genre. Yeah, it's probably yeah. You're right. That's that's a lot closer to the rom com drama. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to pull on the the heartstrings and and just. It definitely care. It, it'll take you, you know. I love the film too, especially because it just takes you uh, away and uh, immerses you really well. Um, with the actors, the script writing, the music, uh, the cinematography is really nice. Um, it just has that nice, uh, that kind of like home feel, you know. It has that it has that comfort feel to it. Yeah. And one movie that sticks out to me a lot that I would compare it to is like a stand by me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's uh, a good comparison. It involves kids, definitely on the more serious level. Um, and includes all their kind of mannerisms and thoughts and, and lives and, you know, complicated relationships and, or, you know, just kind of working through their friendships, you know, together. And, yeah. And the movie plays it straight. It doesn't have any adults coming in saying, you know, you have plenty of time for that when you're older kind of things. It's really kind of playing out the way I remember my high school drama playing out, which is when you're in it, you're taking it completely seriously. Yeah. And the movie doesn't talk down to its characters. Yeah, I think that's 
one of the strengths is it's just it's mature i mean <laughs> as much as it can be i think one thing that may have been able to help this movie is a different name um i think something in a little more catchier uh would have uh would have helped um and lucas is just very kind of general and I think that may have been would have kept maybe younger audiences maybe away from it to uh, maybe family audiences. I don't know. I, I'm just it's just a guess of mine. I don't know what it would have been called though. It's kind of mm, locust. <laughs> Lucas the locust. <laughs> Lucas the locust. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. Uh, Lucas is a great film. There's there's other things we didn't even talk about that we didn't spoil everything. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot to take in in the movie. All right. So wherever you're listening to us, let us know what you think of Lucas. If you've seen it yet, um, share your thoughts uh, on YouTube and check us out on Spotify and iTunes or Apple Me uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also now Amazon. I was going to say we're also on YouTube, but that's probably where uh, people are listening to this. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on, on Film Juice. Later.